Happy Halloween. Welcome to Halloween headquarters. Thank you for coming into the store. What can I help you kids out today? You got some costumes that you might want to try? Yeah. Yeah, I want I want a Ghostbusters costume. Uh, I want to be one of the Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. I want to be Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, now those are good. Those are good costumes. I might be able to interest you in Seal Skater. Seal Skater. You know, we we had Balan Wonderworld came out this spring, and we got a lot of costumes from Balan Wonderworld. So, how about you go as Seal Skater and you go as Hothead? How's that sound, kids? You guys want to go as those? Uh, uh, we uh, we don't like Balan whatever that yeah. is. Uh, uh, could you I have? I know that. No, okay, can I be Godzilla? Do you have a Godzilla, Godzilla costume? Godzilla. Yeah, I, I'd even be uh, Kaiba if you have a Kaiba costume from you. Kaiba, Godzilla, those are great ideas, but can I interest you? How about this? Haven't you ever wanted to be a living chess piece? The Quad Cannon for Bell and Wonderworld? Or perhaps Paladin Puncher? We got we get 15 uh, sealed Tackling bull costumes here. If you guys want to go as anything for Balan Wonderworld, in fact, this—if you look at this half of the store, this entire half of the store is Balan Wonderworld costumes. So, I, Iron Panda, Merry Ghost, Slow Tortoise, Rail Runner, Happy Blaster, Sneaky Lizard, Inky Blaster, Double Trouble. We got Bulldozer, Key Mouse, Water Blaster, Ladder Man, Airy Apollo. We've got Invisible Man, Vacuum Blaster, Jolt Tiger, Fixer Upper, Sun Walker, Pounding Duck. We got Chrono Bunny, Gear Prince. We've got Pumpkin Puncher. We've got Little Vacuum Blaster. That one sounds scary. Guardian Bird, Lucky Egg, Box Fox, Happy Horn. None of these, none of these are interesting you. We got Soaring Sheep, Laser Launcher, Lovely Lantern. Guys, you don't know, but neither of you want Itsy Bitsy Elf. How about Web Wrangler, Dusk Butterfly, Double Jumper. You not, you fucking kids don't want to be Bubble Blower hey. for Halloween. You don't want to be on. Telepotter. You, you won't fucking be a Tornado Wolf. Huh? First off, why did you buy so much Balan Wonderworld stuff? And secondly, why did they make so many costumes? Like, even like if you're having Avengers costumes, they'll be like Iron Man and the Hulk and Black Widow, but there won't be like the guy who is in the coffee shop or like a member of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, why are there just so many options? You kids, I'm staring down the barrel of my last Halloween. If you guys don't buy like twenty or thirty costumes, twenty each. or thirty, we twenty only need or one. thirty. Yeah, we we did one, and honestly, like I don't want nobody even want to buy from you. You you yelled at us, and you seem really bad at business. And there uh, aren't enough words to explain to anyone what my costume is if I actually pick one of these. <laughs> you don't want to go as Amadeus, but from Balan Wonderworld. <laughs> Yeah, with the what, where do we begin with that? All right. Well, you know what? How about this? You kids take whatever costume you want. As soon as you're out of the store, I'm gonna set the whole place on fire. <laughs> are you are you gonna leave the store too? Uh, I care not to disclose the answer to that question to a couple of children. <laughs> yeah. Well, one more shot. You want air cat? <laughs> We change into countless costumes and attempt to make sense of an incomprehensible narrative in 3D platformer flop Balan Wonderworld, this week on How Did This Get Played.
Welcome to Out of This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest and what are you doing to yourselves? Video games of all time. <laughs> Particularly appropriate this week. That third W was by at it's Rob Beal. Submit yours at Get Played Pod, hashtag WWW. I'm Nick Weiger, along with Heather Ann Campbell. I'm Heather Ann Campbell, along with Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And welcome back, Bucket. Edge. Uh, we are discussing... One of the most, I, I don't know if, I don't know if reviled is, is quite the right word, but, but baffling games of 2021 that came out this year where we're finally tackling, tackling it. Uh, it's a particular sort of gaming hell that we will be descending into. But first, it is time to briefly touch on a game we're enjoying by spending 70 seconds in gaming heaven. Matt, take it away when you're ready. All right. So I we talked we talked VR. We talked a bunch of VR stuff a couple weeks ago, uh, and I've I've dug in a little deeper uh, into my my VR gaming. Um, I I know I said I was afraid to do it, but I did download and start to play Resident Evil 4 VR, and uh, as suspected, too scary, too scary. So like <laughs> a very scary thing. Uh, and I mean I got through the. Um, the, like the very first part of the game, basically, where uh, you get into the town and everyone's like mad at you and, and, and all that. And then they go into the, the church and then that's it. And that's where I was like, I this is a good spot for me to stop. I'm done. I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to go any further than this right now, because it is also like I'm trying I'm adjusting to the movement of it because the games that I've played in VR, I haven't. They're sort they're more stationary, right? So like it's sort of like you kind of just do what's in front of you. But this one, you still you have locomotion, so you have to move forward and stuff, and that is a little uh, nauseating. Paired with being afraid, it's um, a horrific experience. But um, <laughs> it, <laughs> uh, times up. It does it, it, all that to say it runs really well, and it's um, it's super cool to be playing it in a in a completely different way. It works great. Yeah, I'm I'm very tempted to mess around with that, but I'm also just worried about. I'm just worried about being scared. I don't know if I can handle it. I'll, I'll probably do Half-Life Alex first. Yeah. Um, but um, but hey, right now, let's introduce our guest from Jordan Jesse Go and his narrative sci-fi comedy podcast, Bubble. Jordan Morris is back. Hi, Jordan. Hey, Hi, Jordan. great to be here. Hi, Jordan. Hi. Thanks Hi, so Jordan. much for making time for us. And then sorry, as always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, this one, <laughs> boy, yeah. Uh, you know, as always, like, I'm great to be here. Love you guys. Love the show. <laughs> Fuck you. Hope you choke on die. Hope you choke on Tim. <laughs> I hope you fall off the tower of Tim. <laughs> so yeah, I just I wish you all dead and uh, fuck you and just thanks for having me. Just great to be here. <laughs> thanks for being here. Uh, have you messed around with VR at all? Uh, yeah, I did a little. Uh, I did a little PSVR. Um, oh, our mutual buddy Van Robichaux. Uh, oh yes, his uh, PSVR. And yeah, I I had some fun with it. Particularly the Astro game for PSVR. I thought was a lot of fun. Tons of charm. Uh, yeah, Astro's just a a, a a sleeper platform star. I think. Um, oh yeah, a platforming star, I guess I should say. Um, but yeah, I don't know. None of the beyond Astro, none of the games really grabbed me. And uh, yeah, I think I, I think I got that Apodaca weak tummy. I think I got the, uh, 
I got the old uh, Apodaca Rumbles. Yeah, when, <laughs> when I played VR, and uh, yeah, the 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 nausea was. Uh, yeah, I don't think I have the tummy for it, but um, yeah, it's fun and the technology's great. I would definitely like try more VR, and I hear it's getting better and stuff yes. like that. But um, uh, but yeah, as for now, uh, I think I'm I think I'm uh, TV games only. That that you mentioned Astro, that Astro's Playroom, which is a a pack in essentially with the PS5, is so is such a great platformer. It's it blast, is so yeah. good. It's so fun, and you know, and, and, and yeah, it's not particularly challenging, but it's just like pure, just just platforming joy. And, and do you like platform games? Uh, I mean, not anymore after playing mm. Ball in Wonderland. <laughs> Ball in Wonder World. <laughs> so not anymore. I hate the genre. Right. Um, Fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, no, I do love platformers. I'm playing uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart right now. It's totally awesome. And yeah, I love I love all those Ratchet games. And, you know, of course, the Marios are uh, about as good as it gets. So yeah, love a platformer. Um and yeah, it was something that even I was like, well, even a bad platformer is going to be like kind of fun, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not the case. <laughs> <laughs> not the case. Uh, the Ratchet series. Uh, the, any other any other three D platformer favorites? And do you like three D platformers versus two D platformers? Do you have a preference? Uh, yeah, I mean, I lo- love them both. Um, and yeah, and I love that that you know, Nintendo is keeping those new Super Marios going. I played the uh, new oh, Super yeah, Mario okay. for the Wii U that they ported over to the Switch, had a blast with that, super fun. Um, yeah, I love that they are still kind of making the Donkey Kong countries every uh, mm-hmm. every couple years. Tropical Freeze was a blast. Um, but yeah, and typically I love a 3D platformer. Um, when's Jack coming back? Jack and Daxter. Um, <laughs> I was about I w- to oh, say. Oh, that's right, yeah. Because yeah. Play- PlayStation... Uh, in, in the PS2 era specifically, had like three different platforming series that were all fantastic. You had the Jack series, you had the Ratchet series, and you had Sly Cooper also. And Sly Cooper, that's right, d- due for a comeback, I think. But Jack also, Matt, ja- how dare you leave out Icon Crash Bandicoot? Oh, I'm so. Well, yeah, I, I'm sorry, but I guess I someone I throw forget. Spyro in there. I would Spyro? throw. Yeah, sure. I, I, let's mm-hmm. get him in there. Uh, but you know, uh, I would say. My in my defense, before everybody gets mad, uh, that we're already I, mad. Yeah, everyone's mad. It's the, everyone. Matt, this is Spyro Erasure. How <laughs> dare you? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't mess around with Spyro that much, so I, I forget about him. But I, I do. I, I respect Spyro and Crash. The the PS- I respect Spyro. Is I, a funny sentence. I respect Spyro. Uh, you and stop Tr- saying otherwise. Trump would say that at CPAC. Yeah. Everyone like yeah. <laughs> and then in. Crash, Crash sort of fell off, uh, right? Like, I mean, he still was doing games, but he, he was making them himself, of course. Uh, <laughs> but he he sort of fell off in in favor, rather, for like these these. Uh, I feel like the other ones, but they were still. I guess they were still making Crash games for a, a time, and now he's back and better than ever, apparently, as well. Yeah, it, it, Crash Four is great. I'll 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 uh, a soft brag here. I I wrote a little punch up dialogue for Crash Four. So I've, I've I got didn't a know of, that. Yeah, I got a couple jokes in some of the cutscenes and some of the things that <laughs> Doctor Cortex yells when he dies. <laughs> That's awesome. Congrats. Suck my That's dick. so cool. <laughs> that was mine. That was mine. <laughs> Doctor Cortex's famous line: "Suck my dick." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, trust me on this one, guys. <laughs> That's rad. 
the uh, uh matt what you mentioned there that i think there was kind of a pattern in this era that era of like the developer like sucker punch who made sly cooper would like would like have this sort of you know accessible family-friendly property and then start making more adult games mm-hmm. you know uh so you know they would they go on to make infamous or or you know crash the crash bandicoot not developers naughty dog obviously go on and start making you know the uncharted series uh and um and so, yeah, I, I I feel like that's that's why some of those more iconic PlayStation mascots kind of fell off a little bit. Yeah, now now the PlayStation mascot are like sad people, sad human beings in a world <laughs> that has been destroyed by a virus. Yeah, single Grizzled parent children figures. Yeah, <laughs> murderous murderous father figures. <laughs> Uh, Jordan, I, I know you are uh, you are someone who likes yourself a challenging game. I know you like the Soulsborns. Are you are you looking forward to Elden Ring? <sighs> yeah, my main hobby is now like watching <laughs> Elden Ring theory videos, like people <laughs> theorizing what will happen in Elden Ring. I wonder if by the time Elden Ring comes out and I I beat it, uh, which I plan on doing, I will have logged more time playing Elden Ring or watching Elden Ring theory videos. Uh, I bet it'll be neck and neck. So, uh, yeah, I'm just so excited for that game. It, it looks awesome. Uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I love the Soulsborne games, and this one looks like it's going to be the best one yet. What is your favorite theory off the top of your head? That, can you cite, like, any theories? Like, oh, the like, if there was a Lord of the Rings theory, I'd be like, oh, like, Gollum is actually a, a hobbit who... Who got like real? Who, he got sick after he got the ring a million years ago. Is that a theory? Or is that really what happened? I think that's happened? true. I think that's, I think just, that's true. In yeah. the you're shot, citing in the, the text. Yeah. Well, um, I like anything that tries to <laughs> connect all the From Software games. So, mm-hmm. like Dark Souls, obviously it's its own world, and then there's Bloodborne and Sekiro and Demon Souls, and 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 I think they they kind of treat those games like they treated Zelda for a while, where. Zelda where they're, they're like, no, 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 it's not the same universe. It's not the same universe. But then there would be blatant Easter eggs where it would be like, well, why'd you put this in there then, fucking asshole? And then tell me it's not the same universe. <laughs> and then they kind of like, you know, let the lore chasers put it all together in YouTube videos. And um, yeah, I like I like anything that's alluding to little hints that this could share a universe with those other games. I'm just I'm yeah, I'm such a dork for that stuff. And you know, them uncovering an unused sound file where someone says Umbasa. I'm like, yes, this is this is it. The the warrior's greeting from Demon Souls is in the code of Bloodborne. So that means that this is a painted world created by the blood that they used in Dark Souls 3. Anyway, so so you, are you are you recording a YouTube video now? <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. I need to multitask. <laughs> I'm so actually uh, sexting like... with someone right now. <laughs> <laughs> the voice memo. I'm going to send them to make them horny. <laughs> do, do you? So I, I'm not aware of, of the worlds all being connected. You know, uh, are. Can I send you YouTube videos? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go please ahead, do. Man. Just, just honestly, just ahead. put them in the chat. Yeah. Oh. Can we just watch them now instead of doing the podcast? <laughs> instead of talking about Balan Wonderworld. <laughs> Guys, but we have so much to talk about. There's we so really much here. Should we get, get into, into it? it? Yeah. All right. Well, 
Welcome to How Did This Get Played, where today we are uh, recovering, (laughs) recovering from Bell and Wonderworld, a 2021 platform game co-developed by Square Enix subsidiary Ballin Company and Arzest and published by Square Enix. It was directed by Sonic the Hedgehog and Nights into Dreams creator Yuji Naka, who teamed up with the artist from Sonic the Hedgehog, a man he hadn't worked with since 1998, Naoto Oshima. And it was released in March of this year on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Windows, Xbox One, Xbox Series X slash S. It is a platforming game where you have 80 costumes at your disposal as you navigate a world and unlock more than 80 different types of power-ups. Uh, it is, it Each references- one more frustrating than the last. <laughs> 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 they will find new ways to frustrate you. Uh, so uh, the aesthetic of the game is des- described as musical theater. The main character, Balin, is a top hat wearing lanky individual whose eyeballs are inside of his hat uh, and he coerces two children into a world of dreams where they take on enemies and stories uh, in a in a hub world where they also raise creatures called Tim's guys. You star as either Leo Craig or Emma Cole. Who did you guys choose on your adventure through Balan Wonderworld? I, of course, went with uh, Leo Craig, who it's just the most lifeless, generic sounding name. <laughs> sounds like like someone your dad works with. Yeah. yeah. Leo, Leo is a good guy. Leo Craig. As he's getting divorced. He's yeah, uh, never had a, kids. A, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, the way I said Leo Craig, it, it like reminded me of. I don't know if you guys ever ever played like franchise mode in Madden. I don't I don't follow the NFL anymore, but when I used to play like like Madden football games and then eventually you'll like you'll go far enough in the future uh, where, where new players will start coming in who aren't currently in the league because it'll be like like they were auto, you know, like some auto generated guy coming out of Purdue like Leo Craig sounds like a quarterback yeah. <laughs> that would be like to join your Madden team by the time you get to 2029. Um, but it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's got like all this imaginative visual design, but then things like that, that are just like, so like kind of flat and generic sounding. I, I just want to talk about Yuji Naka a little bit before we get into this game, because mm-hmm. it is a fascinating career. And he started off so young in terms of when he became this like vastly influential figure in, in, in video game dumb. Uh, he skipped college, got a career at Sega, uh, got a job at Sega, and begins his career. He's a programmer on Fantasy Star. Uh, if you guys don't know this series, it's like it's it's like it was at the time considered kind of the Final Fantasy of Sega. It was their first party JRPG uh, series, uh, really well regarded. He's a he's a programmer on Fantasy Star when he's 21 years old. Uh, when Sonic the Hedgehog releases, and and as Heather mentioned, Naoto Toshima, who worked on this game, uh, worked on Battle and Wonder World, created the character design for Sonic himself, but Yuji Naka like created the game. Uh, is credited with that. Uh, so that happens when Yuji Naka is 25. 
So like this, like he's releases, releases this vastly influential masterpiece and births this incredible franchise when he's 25 years old overseas, you know, the, the Sonic uh, trilogy, uh, one, two, and three and, and knuckles. And as Heather mentioned, nights into dreams, uh, works on these, these extremely like well-regarded games, the dreamcast era, like Sonic adventure, which doesn't really hold up, but at the time was a really good, you know, 3d version of Sonic, uh, choo, choo rocket, Samba de Amigo fantasy star online. He's producing, and then when the Dreamcast flops, it just basically sends his career on this, you know, branching path to where he never really does anything that's interesting after that. And it's a real bummer. Uh, so after the Dreamcast flops, you know, he he we, we covered Sonic 06, Jordan, on our pilot, which you were our, our guest on. And he left Sonic Team during Sonic 06 development. Uh, that doesn't end up being his game. That game's a famous debacle. He forms his own studio. And basically everything that he's making from that point on is just we in 3DS shovelware and then, you know, mobile games with titles like uh, Let's Catch, Let's Tap, Flick Pig. Uh, the biggest game that he works on in the 2010s is an iOS Android game that's called Real Ski Jump. And it's just it's like if after There Will Be Blood, Paul Thomas Anderson like just was like making, you know, web videos for a while and then eventually <laughs> progressive commercials. Exactly. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's Lampoon he, presents. Yeah. And then he <laughs> he's shooting. He's shooting American Pie presents Beta House. And yeah. then he comes back and he has a Quibi series. And that's what <laughs> Balan Wonderworld is. <laughs> but but though it it plays like a Quibi series, mm-hmm. it's Balan it. It sets itself. I mean, this would be as if it was a full motion picture release. Yes, like, you're right. It's, the, it has the ambition of, of, a, of a huge AAA game. And it has some of the most gorgeous CG cutscenes. Because Great. The, the, awesome. the CG cutscenes were farmed out to Square Enix's internal CG design team, which are the ones that do all the Final Fantasy cutscenes. So, like, it's like the these plastic faced little dolls of human beings are so expressive and they have like pores in their skin. (laughs) And then you counter that with just the baffling experience of playing this game. (laughs) Those cutscenes are remarkable and some of, and like the emotion of them works like some of them, like the first one is, you know, the experience of a farmer who's, Corn is, uh, you know, uh, uh, destroyed by some sort of corruption tornado. And then, you know, after you defeat his wolf form, uh, you know, it goes back to him in his field and, you know, one stalk of corn is left standing and it kind of like symbolizes a new day. It's like, well, we all must pick ourselves up after a great defeat and move on. It's really beautiful. I thought that like that, and it's all kind of, you know, it's, it's dialogueless, so it's all done through facial expressions and music, and that's really beautiful. And there's, a, um, there's one about a boy trying to build a flying machine that's really funny. It's a lot of, like, slapstick of him trying to figure out the flying machine, and then he finally gets it off the ground, and that's really beautiful, too. So it's like, yeah, it's like it, it – it, yeah, it feels like these – this could be the world of, like, a, you know, a great Pixar-type movie, but – Exactly. These things exactly. Are just dropped into this this yeah inscrutable game. 
the 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 bug girl is like was one where it was just like oh man this is like kind of like a touching little narrative of someone being uh, you know feeling isolated because of their passion and then ultimately you know coming around coming to accept it and be accepted themselves and so doing uh you mentioned the farmer and so this is the first level of the game and it's <laughs> It's I was going to save this, but can we just play the the theme that happens after you defeat the uh, the the wolf boss and you you reunite the farmer uh, or you 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 dispel the corruption that is plaguing the the farmer's uh, uh, crops? <laughs> so while this is happening, there's an, a huge dance number that's going on in the spinning platform. The dancer, the player character, and a bunch of NPCs. And it's so lovingly animated, and the song's good. The song rules, this, yeah. And this goes on for so long. Yeah, after you beat a boss, you get a dance scene featuring your character and the person you freed from corruption and they're the best part of the game they rule they're they're so fucking good but this happens this like glorious like honestly feels like an ending for like a playstation 2 game level thing. <laughs> cinematic happens after you beat the boss of level one <laughs> just like, what? this is over the top Jordan said that this was a dialogue-free game, and I think we need to amend that because if you were listening to the lyrics on that song, you'd notice that they don't make any sense. <laughs> and that's because all of the dialogue in this game is, is a made-up language that has no translation. So yes. everybody is speaking in, like, earnest gibberish. It's called uh, Balinese, think- Heather. <laughs> uh, As a, I'm a when, Balinese scholar. I got my wrote my dissertation on the Balinese tradition. <laughs> as a as a personal note, when I loaded the game into my PlayStation 5, for reasons unknown, it loaded it in a foreign language. And not like a recognizable foreign language. I took a screenshot and like sent it to you guys. I yeah. was like, I don't know what is hap. I had to use Google Translate in order to get to the options menu to change it to English. <laughs> So when when the dialogue was all in this gibberish, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm not going to know what is happening. (laughs) Somehow I got like a like a Eastern like a a Eastern European copy of this game was like inside my Amazon box. Like this doesn't make any sense. Um, But it turned out after a short Googling that. No, that's the copy that everybody receives. Uh, Matt, (laughs) I think I sent you. Uh, a selection from the ending of the game, uh, which features just the dialogue between uh, Balin and uh, the player character. He's just monologuing in a language nobody could ever understand. Yeah. 
Also, it should be noted that Balin gestures like he's made out of, like, wet spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we can can cut away from this. But it's the length of a scene in a movie. And everybody's like, Agalga Bagla, Igalupaf. Yeah. Mala. And it's like as sincere as like a scene in the movie, too. Like yeah. they're like really like, this is real. This happened. I wonder if a translation exists somewhere. Like, like, do does the creator know what that dialogue would, you know, would mean in a in an actual language? I wonder. Uh it's funny you mentioned that because there is a novelization. Of Balin Wonder right. World, which we'll talk okay. about, and I'll, I'll talk about more in a little bit. But it is, uh, yeah, that apparently illuminates a lot of what happens in uh, what's actually being said and what's going on in the game. So here's the thing: is that this game was designed in an effort to appeal to all age players, like uh, like a five year old should be able to play this, and a forty year old should be able to play this, um, but. The problem with designing a game that way is that you the the player the mechanics that the player has available to them is a single button press. That's all you can do. You can switch costumes and you press one button. And depending on the costume you have on, which again, 80 costumes, that button press will either be jump or punch or uh extend your neck or uh disappear or like the So every level, because every costume is available to you permanently once you've you stored the costume, every level has to have such generic design to be able to appeal to 80 different interactions that it becomes just essentially a flat ground with like some blocks. And that's it. Like there's not. There usually are like some uh, like like obstacles that are traversed by like like like, hey, this is the um, this is the jellyfish suit and the jellyfish costume. And it happens to be pretty close to uh, an obstacle, the a, a pool of water, a tunnel of water that you need the jellyfish soup. Uh, suit to 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 get through so like they'll sometimes be like things like that are catered specifically to that level but yeah there's also a lot of it that is just like sort of very generic and also as you were saying heather it's one button gameplay what that means in practice is that every i'm playing on playstation 5 uh it's what i wanted to use my playstation 5 for uh, this this (laughs) (laughs) rare piece of hardware that everyone's coveting um and, and uh the every face button has the same function and so the idea is that, like, okay, I, I, I fully get the uh, grasp the idea of, like, hey, we want to make this game approachable for everyone. We want very young kids to be able to play this game. But I honestly think it makes it more confusing that every single button does the same thing. Uh, like, like because it's like, I feel like that's a thing, unless this is your first game you've ever played, what, even if this is the first game you, you've ever played. I think your assumption would be that these buttons would have different functions. These buttons would have different purposes. I don't I I honestly found that more confusing uh as a gamer that 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 everything does the same thing. Well, it's how so about confu- oh, sorry. How about this is an idea. This is a platformer. Like the yes. idea of the genre is that you leap from platform to platform. That's why it's called platformer. And many of these costumes Deny you the ability to jump. Yes. Yep. 
That's it's the most disorienting right. thing. <laughs> ha- having no jump in a platformer just feels yeah, it feels so wrong that like right the dragon who's button press makes him shoot a water ball um yeah can't jump yeah it's really like it. it's really really frustrating um and, and i know all- that like yeah there's part of me that that does like 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 to progress in this game i had to start thinking of it like well just treat it like a souls game you know there's <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of similarities you know it's kind of an inscrutable you know world and story that you have to kind of piece together and you have to, you know, learn about it as you go. And some things are frustrating, but yeah. So I kind of had to treat it like these are intentional choices meant to (laughs) weed out soft gamers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a, it's, you know, I like the, I guess I do like the idea of this game just having, because, you know, they start out with it where they were like, hey, we'll have 80 costumes. We'll probably end up reducing that a little bit. And then by the end, they're like, hey, there are 80 costumes in here in this as, <laughs> as they developed it, apparently. Uh, and I do kind of like the idea of just like, hey, we'll just have uh, abundance is fun. You know, yeah, like the Kirby sure. games, it's fun that you can steal powers from all these different enemies and just have all these different effects. It's uh, the Wario Land games are kind of similar, but like. It's just like your <clears throat> there isn't like a a baseline fun to being either Leo Craig or Emma Cole. Like there's no they're right. they're like those characters in and of themselves are just like they they don't have like it's fun to to just be Kirby or fun to just be Wario, but you don't necessarily have that same sort of feeling controlling these two characters. And well, then a lot of the power ups end up being restrictions more than anything. It's also crazy, like his two big games, Sonic and Knights, right? And and to a lesser extent, Burning Rangers. All of these games have awesome locomotion. Right. Like the thing that draws you in, it's like, fuck, you can go fast and you roll through things. Or, wow, you're flying. And even though it's on a two-dimensional plane, you have the experience of like, you can go anywhere on the screen at any time. And this game, it... it the character moves so slow and yes. the jump height is so like limited mm-hmm. unless you get like some hover or butterfly suit or, 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 or something where, where you can like triple jump in the air. Otherwise you have like a low hop and a slow speed and it's, it's depressing. Like it feels yeah. like there's, it feels like something went wrong in this it, it, hugely budgeted game. It's so expensive looking. And maybe I was like, okay, because in these, in games, you want to feel like you're getting more powerful as you go, right? Like that's part of the fun of games is like, whether it be by, you know, collecting new items or just by getting better at the game. Like, you know, you feel like you're, you're, you know, it's the thing that Castlevania Symphony of the Night does better than any game. It's like, you, oh, yeah, you you're robbed of your power and then you slowly get it back over the course of the game. So uh, maybe the intent is that, like, when you get costumes, it puts them into a bank, something you that I had to learn eight hours in. But every costume <laughs> you get goes yes. into a bank. Oh, no. So there's a oh, no. world where it's like, OK, maybe the, the progression of this game is you start you know, kind of this kid with no powers and then you collect all these different powers and by the end you have, you know, sheep inflation and praying mantis boomerangs and all the other, you know, weird inscrutable stuff that it gives you. But changing the costumes is such a fucking pain in the ass that like- It sucks. 
you know, maybe there's a world where at the end of this game, you're a super powered, you know, Omni kid who can turn into anything, but, (laughs) but it is so hard because you can have three costumes equipped at a time. And if you want new ones, you have to find a dimensional door and go into the ghost dressing room and get a whole set of three new costumes, but you can't take the other ones. It's like so hard Yes. Yeah, anyway, so and maybe they, if there's they, a yeah, if there's a world where you can just switch these costumes at will, that is a little more fun, but uh it it just makes it hard and dumb. There's even a model that we have where that works, which is Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. Where like he's constantly putting on new outfits depending on the world and like gets new little powers or summons or whatever. And especially Kingdom Hearts 2 is the last one that I like really mainlined. And you're like ice skating by the end, you're up walls, you know, mm-hmm. like you can you can do all sorts of shits just like compacted on the on the little kid, Sora, right? That's yeah. Sora. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matt? Yes. Yes. Of, yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm glad you brought up Kingdom Hearts, too, because I was thinking about Kingdom Hearts <laughs> quite a bit. Just I'm just glad you brought it up so I could uh, talk about it instead. Uh, <laughs> but I, I was thinking about Kingdom Hearts relative to this game also because it felt like. It, it it was like as I don't know because like those games are like inscrutable to a certain degree, right? But this made Kingdom Hearts look like like just like the most like that's yeah. something that An makes the most of sense in the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I can exactly follow what's going on. Like I was I I was also thinking about like I don't know if you guys are like super well, aware aware of these, but there's these like there's this like genre of YouTube video that is like like they're like very surreal, but they're like for children. And it's like, they're sort of like, I think they might be like procedurally generated or something. There were a lot of articles about them a couple of years ago because yeah, like- sure. I've seen some of these, yeah. Yeah. They're like, they're things you recognize, but it's, it's, it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's like, it's like Lightning McQueen meets Spider-Man on top of a building. They jump off so and then do so a dance good. to Jimmy oh, I know Crap that one. Corn. I know yeah, that one. exactly. Yeah, I know that it's, one is great. It, <laughs> it's stuff like that. That- that playing this game felt like watching one of those to me for some reason. Yes. I, like, I understand with my eyes that this is a video game and I get what's going on sort of, but what like I, it, it just, it, it felt wrong the entire time I was playing. There's well, a, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't go on either. Also, Matt, it rips off Kingdom Hearts. Like yeah. it's about like a, a, a character who gets corrupted by like the darkness, pieces of their heart, leave them and then they become a distinctly purple and black version of themselves yeah. that looks exactly yeah, like sure. Kingdom Hearts assets. It mm-hmm. was I was like, "Whoa, that's real close." Even the song in that dialogue clip sort of had a Kingdom Hearts. I mean, but, uh, I don't know how uh, deeply involved Square Enix is if it was just with their with like their engine or something, but maybe they were like, just put this in here. Let's get out. Let's, I'm Matt, done. As the, on this. as the kingdom hearts effort, could you connect these games lore wise? Like, is there a pocket universe where <laughs> yeah. Balin so, can meet Sora? And I don't know if I could connect the lore of kingdom hearts to kingdom hearts. Like it's like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, I, I played through, you know, know this Jordan, but I played through like four of them in a row, like during pandemic. And I was like, I have no idea what's going on. I have no idea. And I played, I played them back to back to back. I mean, it, it 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 would make sense that this would be a world in Kingdom Hearts. Like you could see Sora going through a door and being like, blah 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 blah, blah blah blah, 
blah. And like, you know, everybody speaks in gibberish all of a sudden and they can't understand each other and they've got to go find a way to talk. Um, but what doesn't make sense to me is that then you would go through a door in, cause there are doors in Balin, that's the hub world. And you would enter Ghostbusters, which is a thing that sort of has happened to the soundtrack of this game. Mm-hmm. As people on Twitter and YouTube have pointed out, um, the game takes heavily from Kingdom Hearts. It also just basically steals a music cue from Ghostbusters in the 80s. And uh, why don't we why don't we play that, huh? Why don't we play the which one you want which way should you go first? Ghostbusters or Balan? Oh, interesting. Let's do Balan. Do Balan first? Balan first. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. And now let's hear that Ghostbusters cue from the movie score. Yeah. It's it's pretty one-to-one. And it is interesting <laughs> that this syncs up with the scene where Balin gets a blowjob from a ghost. <laughs> And his eyes crossed like, (laughs) that happens in Ghostbusters. Uh, I mean, you could, you could do the same thing with the main title theme for Macarena of Time and variations on a theme by Eric Satier. It's like the exact same, you know, progression, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think this this sort of happens. And, and there's also like the Super Mario theme is based on some band from the seventies. Like we get it. That happens, but this is, I mean, that's pretty (laughs) <laughs> I would have at least put it in a different instrument, like make it violins or something. <laughs> I think it's possible that that was internalized and came out as like, like, oh, this is some inspiration I'm getting and not realize I, like that. Mm. That to me felt like it was a thing where someone just had seen Ghostbusters and had that cue in their head. I, I, I think it's yeah. possible that was not conscious theft. Sure. Uh, Spoken but, but, like a true plagiarist. <laughs> <laughs> For everyone at home, Nick is wearing um, a black and white striped uh, long sleeve shirt and a beret and a twirly mustache. He looks like a classic thief. (laughs) Yeah, everything Nick has said in this podcast has been from Infinite Jest. (laughs) Open to a random page and starts talking. I want to talk about my complaint with the costumes a little bit more because I didn't get to get to get to it. So not, re- not yes. revealing enough. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they should be more revealing. No, I didn't want the children in this game to have more revealing outfits. <laughs> that's weird. I, oh, that's fine. Because you texted me that you wanted them to be more. OK, maybe okay. <laughs> I just misread it. The the you get. Th- so you get three active costumes as one at once, as Jordan mentioned. But you can get more than one of the same costume. Yeah. If you collect it again, like it will replace one of your current slots. And it's just like, I, like, I, I don't need two of these. Why would this be in there? Why would it be that, that this, why would this redundancy be built in where I can get, you know, 
two tornado wolves or whatever. I've got like like I, now I have two tornado wolf options that I can toggle between. And I get the only justification I can think of is another frustration I have with this system, which is that and I get I understand why this is in there, because this is how a lot of power ups work in games. But if you are damaged while you're wearing a costume, you lose that costume, which is just a thing of like. Can we have a different system here? Because progression is entirely dependent on wearing the right costume. And so if you set that up, then that becomes that creates this huge inconvenience where you got to go back into your fucking wardrobe bank, yeah. uh, which is just like, I don't know. It's just I understand the idea of like, yes, l- yes, you get hit. You lose this power up. You have to go get it again. But just that loop is not fun in this game. No. And when you pick when you get another one of the same thing Mm -hmm. it doesn't give you like a prompt either to be like which one do you want to replace or whatever like because you wouldn't want to have two no it just swaps one out yeah so it just takes any of them out any of the ones uh that you have out it would be cool if it like if you got a second one if it, it was just the same thing but like more right like you can drift you can hover farther or something or you can jump higher or something like that that'd be good that would have been good That'd be one way to go. Or maybe, you know, uh, when you, uh, if you collect a costume you already have, it turns into a bunch of the multicolored teardrop currency, which okay. I don't quite, quite understand yeah. what is going on. It turns into what? some useless bullshit. <laughs> it does nothing. <laughs> so, so this no, game you, kinda... I'm sorry. You use them to feed the Tims who That's do right. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they get a hat, which is cute. <laughs> it's uh it's like that the Tims you know it's some a lot of this feels very throwback to to platformers from 20 years ago but not in a good way in terms of like that that it is a collectathon you are collecting so much shit in addition to the costumes you're collecting all this 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 currency um and then the 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 Tims are a lot like the Chows uh, from the Sonic Adventure series it's like the it's it's these cute little uh bird-like creatures what are they exactly? They're kind of birdy, kind yeah. of bunny-like. They're they're circular. They have little beaks. They peep. Yeah, I, th- I think. Yeah, I mean, it seems like maybe the marshmallow peep is the form inspiration for them, but they're just like perfectly round. And these are in your hub world. And as you're doing that, you can you upgrade your Tim Garden, which again, all of this doesn't seem to have any value except for aesthetic, right? Does this improve your character at all? I could not figure this out for the life of me. Yeah. I can't, I can't <laughs> believe in a <laughs> game where they called the main character Leo Craig and the other one Emma Gold that they were like, what are the creatures? Dim. Dim. <laughs> Make them normal names from people who work at a DMV. <laughs> yeah, any any magical any magical uh, vibe you would get from the world is just shattered when it's like, oh, these are Tims, and it's like, yeah, this this game throws so much information at you, and so much of it is is baffling. Just when you're in that hub world, it's like. Sub objective: build a Tim trampoline. I'm like, yes, and there's a counter that's going up, and I don't know what it is. It's just like it. It, it feels a little bit like like frog fractions. Like it's just mm, a sure. joke <laughs> about how confusing something can be. Like I I considered that for a second that this game is a weird troll about you know it's like the menus in Death Stranding. It's kind of like they're complicated because they're you know mirroring all the information we get shot at you know, per day. Right. So it's like, is that the goal here is to make me feel c- 
confused and alienated. I don't know. I considered it. I, I don't think that's the case. But when it said sub objective, build a Tim trampoline, I'm just like, I. that's the craziest bit of nonsense. Yeah. And it just has like a counter that says like 80 out of 400. And you're like, what is what is what even is it? 80 what, what? out of yeah. 400? What? <laughs> <laughs> You know, you guys are talking a lot about information. This feels like a really good segue into a, a little segment that I'd like to call Balan Wonderlore. Oh, mm. oh we're, boy. we're oh, doing that's... a trivia game right now, right here. <gasps> and and the way you guys are going to do this is you're going to ring in with gibberish. I'm going to I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, you know what? It doesn't matter who wins because everybody's got 40 out of 406. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. We're going to start off with uh, in the novel, Balin Wonderworld, Maestro of Mystery, Theater of Wonders, Leo enters Wonderworld and soon forgets his name until he remembers it with the help of Balin. He is referred to as which of the following four names? Magic Man, Street Beat, Dream Kid, or Shit Cake? <laughs> okay. Ba -ba -da -ba -da -ba -da -ba. All right, Nick. Dream Kid. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Anybody else? People. Uh, shit Cake. All right, Jordan. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Street Beat. Street Beat is correct. Yay. Street Beat. <laughs> All right, that way has one point for, for Jordan. All right, the next question is about a costume in Balan Wonder World. Uh, when you unlock the costume Box Fox, it allows the wearer to transform into an invincible box. The costume transforms between fox and box when? Bibo? Yes, Jordan. I actually know this one. <laughs> Uh, it transforms whenever it feels like it. That is correct. I think that is even how it's phrased in it the description. It is how it's phrased. The costume transforms between fox and box when it feels like it. So you have no control over that. All right, here's another Awful. question. Uh, we haven't talked a lot about the antagonist of this game, Lance. Uh, but now is a good time. <laughs> good time to talk about I Lance. did not meet Lance or maybe I did <laughs> all right in the novel Balan Wonderworld Maestro of Misery Theater of Wonders it is revealed that Lance is as old as negativity itself how old is negativity the closest answer will win hmm so everybody gets to answer how old is Nick all right Nick 10,000 years old. Okay, Matt. I'm going to say, uh, I don't know, 100 million years old. Okay, great. Jordan. I think in the spirit of Ball and Wonder World, I'll just say banana necklace. <laughs> I don't know. Who cares? Just say stuff, right? <laughs> Lance is as old as negativity itself. How old is negativity? Technically, I think Nick is the winner. 
Negativity is only 3,000 years old. Mm -hmm. Only 3,000 years old. Wow. So this is a creationist game. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a young young Earth game. Yeah. (laughs) Dinosaurs were on the ark and (laughs) with Balin. Yeah. Negativity... uh, uh, emerged for the first time when we when we crucified Jesus. There and you then, go. <laughs> yeah, the, they call it the first negativity. Yeah, <laughs> the negativity scene, nativity scene. Anyway, there's something there. Um. Th- all right. Another question. Oh. Oh, sorry. Keep, keep going. I'm, I'm got more questions for I you. I thought the quiz was the done. I'm sorry. Going to, no, it's not done. Okay. It's not done, Nick. All right. The how many copies of the game Balan Wonderworld <laughs> sold in its first week in Japan? A, 2,100, B, 8,014, C, 20,400, or D, 40,000? I must recuse myself because I looked this up. Okay. That's very noble of you, Nick. Um, Yeah, so the person you are calling a thief earlier. (laughs) She's not going to cheat in this game. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Actually upset. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Matt. Um... I'm going to, what was the first one? 2,100. I'm going to say that. 2,100. You are correct. (laughs) 2,000. That sucks. Colossal bomb. (laughs) I think if we made a game, we could sell that many. It's I've worked on games that have outsold this, but but it's it's funny, but it's also sad because it's just like such an ignoble end for it. Because Yuji Naka, like like he was like he he was like bummed out about how this was received. He was like he said he was probably going to retire, and just like yeah. Well, I I, did he officially? I know I I feel like he left Square Enix. I don't know if he officially retired. Retired. Oh, I thought I thought I thought I read that he 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 left permanently, but I now I don't. I don't know where. Either that. way, either way, it's a bummer. It's just like you would Super you would hope bummer. this would be this like cool like comeback sort of throwback game, and it's one hundred percent not that. No. Uh, can um, we talk about the? Oh, I'm sorry. Is, is you, do you have more quiz? No, that was the end of Balan Wonderlore. <laughs> Great segment, Heather. Can <laughs> we talk you. about the giants real quick? Because this is one of the things that's just like so jarring oh, in the game. Yeah. Right. Is. The the character so so as we mentioned, you're kind of inside of a mind prison of each of a series of characters that you are rescuing, uh, but they are represented in the inside uh, these these realities as gigantic versions of themselves, and it's so disconcerting to like just sort of walk into this this you know fantasy world and then a giant version of the bug girl is just like towering over you. I, I yeah. like, I was just like, and I find that baffling too. Just like, what is this trying to say? What are we, what are we trying to convey here? Uh, maybe something is this, this is what I thought was mm-hmm. that the, so the, the boss battles do seem to take place in the person's mind where you fight a like corrupted version of themselves. But Right. When you're going through the initial levels, you see them, but big. Do you, are you, when you start out, are you small and do you like make your way into their mind? Anyway, maybe that's. Maybe. Yeah. But I guess you, a version of you probably does exist in your own mind. So anyway, yeah. Um, who knows? Who cares? <laughs> it's, this is, it's with the costumes and the giant. It's it's it feels catered towards someone who's a, toward a furry with a macro fetish. Like if you, 
If you want to dress up as a wolf and be stomped on by a giant lady, uh, there you go. I did not check deviant art, but this strikes me as a game that is probably very uh, popular in that community. Right. There are probably many, many drawings of Ballin getting the pipe. I, uh, <laughs> I, 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 the hat. <laughs> I think uh, I think I'll check that out right now. How would I do that? This Ballin rule 34. Sure. Let's yeah. see. All right. Uh, and uh, surprisingly, there are many, 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 many images. Oh, my God. <laughs> God, please don't share your screen. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> wow. Even just searching uh, Balan Wonderworld Tims, uh, I did get uh, a, a deviant art um, thing that says uh, Balan Wonderworld Human Tim. And so it's a oh, Tim. Boy. Oh, no. With a human body. And it's, uh, it's, it's really something. <laughs> oh god <sighs> I, I feel a little sick to my stomach after what I, <laughs> I just subjected myself to <laughs> it's your choice there, so there's also a, one of the things that happens with costumes is some of the costumes will start up a mini game uh, which are yes. like one way like you'll, ho- you'll hop in a costume like oh I'm a baseball player now Oh, and by the way, there's like a whole like kind of mini cutscene that happens every time you get a costume. Uh, so that's another thing. You get like a big, a, a big hullabaloo and telling you what costume you now have. Uh, but like, yeah, you're going to one. Now you're a baseballer and you're playing a baseball mini game and the mini games are fine. And they, they seem to reward you with the weird, again, uh, Tim's food, I guess, uh, that's ultimately useless. But th- there's an element that made me that really kind of to me like like uh, like uh, made me think like just from a development standpoint of like, Oh, I think this game, they just like either ran out of time or overscoped or something, which is that when you are playing these mini games, there is a, an option to exit to menu, which mm-hmm. is like, well, uh, like I was like, why is that there? And what does that do? Maybe that's just a mistranslation. That means just exit the mini game. But no, if you press that option, you Bump out of the level you're in. You bump out of the hub world. Uh, you lose all your unsaved progress, and you go back to the main menu. But this is just <laughs> present within a mini game. Why is that there? Why is that an option? Why would you need to do that? Yeah, every yeah everything everything about this game is just like a little bit wrong. You know, it's just yeah, it just works not quite the way you expect it to. And I guess it really makes me appreciate like when a game has like an intuitive design. You know, it's something right. you, you don't think about. You, if it's working right, you're not thinking about it. Like, you know, why does pushing up move the cursor up? And in this, when just all of those little decisions are just like a little bit wrong. Like why, when you get a costume, does it replace the last costume in your role instead of the one you're wearing? You know, it's just everything. Right. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's just like a little bit off. It's like watching the like Canadian version of a reality show. You're familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it cannot be stressed enough that it looks gorgeous the entire time that it's doing it. Like it's it's running, at least on the PS5, 60 frames per second, g- gorgeous cutscenes, pretty robust soundtrack, excellent character design. Like they, it looks, if you look at the box, it looks like an expensive game. Like it does not come off as, as like a cheap toss away idea. 
And also all of the costumes, though they have the have mechanics that are sort of overlap, all of them are unique. Like they look totally mm-hmm. different it's from true. each other. Yes. Yeah. Jordan, you mentioned it doesn't run great on Switch. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm glad to hear that you guys had a, had a chose a chose a platform where it runs well because it does not run good on Switch. There's so much slowdown. Uh, yeah, the, the the textures get real messed up when you uh, when you take it off the dock. So yeah, oh, I I uh, I made made a bad choice as far as console goes. But it seemed like such a Switchy game. You know, it seems like so fun and cartoony and you know, kind of Nintendo adjacent. So, uh, yeah, but definitely if, if for some reason <laughs> this podcast is making you curious about Ballin, uh, uh, don't, don't play it on the, uh, the switch, I would say. <laughs> I, I want to uh, point out that Ballin and Lance, the protagonist and antagonist, when you come go, you combine their names, you bring balance back to wonder world. Oh shit. Uh, now I like the game. Yeah, that <laughs> the game is good. That rock. <laughs> That's very good. The only time any of the like normal names is justified is Lance. Because right. they're like, yes, no, it's right. Balan and, and Lance. It's Balan. They're balanced. Right. Yeah. The Tim has to fight Tation. <laughs> because Tim <laughs> is like a corruption that ruins our corn. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stupid game. <laughs> Uh, well, we should get to our final <laughs> thoughts on Balan Wonder World. It's time for our review crew. Review crew. So we'll say something positive about this game and give it a numerical decimal rating. One thing I meant to mention is not my positive, but I just want to say real quick, which is that there's a sky train that's kind of like the Odyssey. It's you hop on the Polar Express and then fucking. Uh, <laughs> so actually, I should I should have said this earlier because this didn't make me laugh. You know, maybe this will be my positive thing because it made me laugh. <laughs> so you, when you get enough of uh, the the it's not keys you're collecting. What is the thing you're collecting? It's statues. Fallen statues. Fallen statues. When you get enough statues, uh, it, it that you know, like uh, in a level, it's it's like Mario stars. When you hit a certain threshold, then it opens up the next world. But when that happens, uh, you get a little, uh, 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 like a little uh, uh, a cutscene that says "full steam ahead," and then a train appears, and you hop on the train, and you take it takes you on a journey through the sky, and then it loops back around. To where you currently are, it drops you <laughs> back off in the hub world. And just, and, but, but that is something you have to figure out too: is that how to yeah. progress in the game. New levels are opened up once you collect. It's not beating the levels, but it's collecting the statues. But it right. doesn't say collect statues. Just when you collect one, a train meter starts to fill up. A yes. train you have not seen. <laughs> no. That no one has told you about. And I'm like, why are there no more levels to go in? I guess I'll try and collect statues to fill my train meter. I just, I, I, I feel so insane describing this. It, it was so, it's so confusing, but I did laugh when, uh, it said full steam ahead, and then the train, <laughs> mystery train, took me back home. Um, and because uh, also you you can beat the boss without collecting a, a single statue, so it's like also that that that. Uh, and I still am not quite sure what beating the bosses does. I, I I'm sure you have to beat all of them to beat the game, uh, which I did not do. Uh, that said, this is a fairly functional platformer that's just kind of a mess. But I could see someone. I t- can see if you really really like platform games. And just play them all. 
I could see you maybe liking this one. So I'm actually going to give this, I think, a 5.5. I think it's not a, a debacle. I think it's just baffling. Um, Heather, how about you? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> well, so I guess my pro about the game is going to be nostalgia-based because Fallon himself or itself looks a lot like the protagonist of Knights. And the sound that the game makes when you pick up gems is so similar to the sound of collecting gems in Knights. And so there was a, it felt like a, a gravity-ridden sequel to one of my favorite games of all time. And I, while, while that could have just depressed me, like if, if this had been called Knights, Knights Wonderworld, I would have, I would have been so fucking depressed when I played it. <laughs> but because it was like, um, because Balin was tipping his hat, if you will, at, mm. at the old game, I really, I really liked those things and it, it made me remember a better time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, um, I don't know. I, I liked some of the fucking costumes, I guess. Uh, I don't remember which ones because they're just nonsense. It's not even like, oh, here's a bunch of animal costumes. It'd be like, here's an animal costume, a flower and a bug. And like, yeah. not like, n there's no way to, like, here's a robot and a baseball player yes. and a top. Sometimes like, it relates to the land and sometimes it doesn't. Like, yeah. you know, you're underwater yeah. and you get a dolphin. Great. But then like cool. later in the underwater level, you get like a scorpion. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I have the list of the full list of costumes here uh, and uh, I, I can read a few of them. Air Unicorn, Ladder Man, Lickshot Lizard. Lucky egg. Nick, can you insert these into the uh, into like Mambo number five? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of Dawn Butterfly in my life. A little bit of Blast of Plant <laughs> by my side. That's really um, good. There, there are three different costumes that start with pounding. There's Jesus. pounding duck, pounding pig, and pounding robot. <laughs> Something else to Google later. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I didn't like this game. Uh, I'm giving it a three because it works, but it, it, do, I mean, that's about as much as you can say for a lot of it. It's a three. I'm sorry, Balan. I wanted to like you a lot more than I did. Matt Apodaca. I, it's, it's hard to say only because I, this game also weirdly made me a little sick. Like, it, like the camera is a little too loose. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's just a little too it, it moves a little too much. Um but I guess honestly from a character design per, uh, like point of view, Balan I think kind of rocks. Like I I like the idea of his hat. I like that it's it's obscuring his face so you only see the bottom of his big gorgeous smile and his <laughs> peepers are cut there's like a hole or something cut into his hat so you see his eyes. That's unique. And you know what it, Everything else about it, like the costumes look fine. The kids are bland, like so, like that they don't really stand out. But like, there's not a frame of the game where you're like bored looking at it. You're you are sort of just like, what, what, what am I looking at here? This is. <laughs> <laughs> 
like uh so i i but it's it's a bit of you know it's a bit of a mess i do like platformers this one is not one that i enjoyed um i I'll, i'm gonna give this i'll give it a three because yeah it, like it plays and it's fine but it's not good jordan morris yeah, I, I this uh, a thing I liked about it. Maybe uh, maybe this is something that Heather also liked about it is that there's a there's a kind of challenge in it that we haven't talked about called the ball and bouts, and <laughs> yes. uh, this is a way to earn statues. If you find a golden hat, you become Ballin, who is flying in the sky, and it and it does a it's like um a quick time event where when you're mm-hmm. when Ballin lines up with his own ghost, you push the one button. <laughs> And he does a cool fighting game move to destroy uh, various kinds of uh, corruption. Um, uh, And the fighting game moves look cool. He does a Hadouken. He does a dive kick. Um, So I liked the thought of like Ballin being in Smash Brothers at some point and doing like cool kind of Capcom style fighting game moves. Um, even though that part of the game is frustrating and sucks, at least like you do a cool move sometimes. Uh, yeah, not a great game. You know, pretty fun to talk about. I'll say like, it is kind of, it's, I think this is the closest thing to like a bad game that kind of does what Birdemic does or does what the room sure, does. Right. It's like mm-hmm. it's kind of, it, it's, it's kind of captivatingly bad. And I, I, I did, feel compelled to progress through it. I kind of wanted to beat it for this. I didn't quite make it there, but um I don't know. It does it does it does push you with its weirdness. Um so yeah, and maybe I'll so maybe I'll come out on the higher end because of that and and say five. Uh what you talked about at the end, Jordan, I, which I thought was really well said about this game being like compellingly bad is that that's what we found to be the trap of this podcast is that so many bad games are just like this looks like shit and it's not fun. And it, it is. It, and so there's not necessarily a ton to talk about, but I did like that this game is just so wild and bizarre um, because, uh, yeah, this is I mean, this is this is what a, this is what a bad game should be. The, the game, I got the, the physical copy. I got a physical copy of the PlayStation 5 version, which comes with like this lovingly uh, crafted ticket to <laughs> Balin Wonderworld, a yes. physical ticket. Yeah. Inside the the jewel case, um, welcome to Balan Wonderworld. I've been showing that at restaurants instead of my vaccine card. <laughs> <laughs> they give it's me free so, stuff. Every it's time. so great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, it's 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 a it's a wild game, and I I kind of love it, even though it's a mess. Uh, hey, those were our thoughts, but maybe we're wrong. Maybe we were wrong. We've got some reviews that we've called from the internet, and if we had a negative take on this game, these will be positive reviews, and if we had positive take, these will be negative reviews. It's the segment that changes every week. Maybe we were wrong. Now, I've got a review from Metacritic, and it has been mm, theorized that Metacritic's user reviews were review-bombed by Square Enix uh, when the game was performing so poorly. So I'm going to read one here and assume that it's genuine, but the copy itself makes me think that maybe I am wrong about that. From user UGHYC on release date, March 27th, 2021, 10 out of 10. 
I've loved the time that I've passed with this marvelous and colorful game, <laughs> almost unique in his genre, and with some of the most genius platforming design ideas of the current gen. I'll gladly recommend this game to the players that search an interesting old style platform game today. 10 out of 10. Wow. Yeah, that is like <laughs> suspiciously worded. <laughs> that was tra- that was Google translated from Balinese. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice that on Metacritic that a lot of the positive reviews happened to be posted on the same day. Uh, all the like, like all the tens yeah, that right. I saw were on like March 30th or March 31st of this year, 2021. Username uh, Pounding Pig. <laughs> <laughs> Could be something else. Perhaps, uh, perhaps you're referring to the review by UQLN that just calls it an egregious and absolutely stunning game, or perhaps the user UKATY overall. I'm feel satisfied by this Balan Wonderworld. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's this one. So like there are people that you know, there was some that were like saying that like it was review bombed uh, positively by Square Enix. But this one calls out the fake negative reviews. Uh, also for Metacritic, uh, the best platform game ever released on Nintendo Switch. I suggest to ignore the ridiculous negative zero fake reviews here. Because come from ridiculous babies that doesn't even play this game. Mm. Wow. Counterpoint. UWUYM writes, you will going to enjoy this because deserve every single minute of your time. That's 10 out of 10. Anecdotal. <laughs> wow. Not really. Doesn't seem like it's about <laughs> the game necessarily. I mentioned earlier there's a novelization of Balan Wonderworld. Heather talked about it uh, as well called Balan Wonderworld Maestro of Mystery. Theater of Wonders. And I have a bunch of Amazon reviews of this novelization <laughs> because people absolutely fucking love it. It's, it was written by Neil Gaiman for some reason. <laughs> throw enough money at that it, guy. <laughs> Summering it four and a half stars uh, and just overall, it's, it's almost universally raves. Uh, five stars, magnificent. Five stars, amazing. Five stars, so many questions answered. Five stars, <laughs> beautiful from beginning to end. Five stars, the book is better than the game. Five stars, was, why wasn't this in the game? Uh, five stars, this one from Rayleigh Noel, I'll read a little bit of. Skip the game and read this. Bell and Wonderworld had all the potential in the world. It's a shame that the game turned out the way it did because I loved it the moment the first trailer dropped. It looked like a modern day Knights. I love the character designs, the concept and themes of the game. Unfortunately, we all know how the game did once released. The book is a different story. While the game suffers from a lack of dialogue, which leads to a less than cohesive story, we get to go in-depth with the characters at hand. We learn about the fears and traumas of our characters since Wonderworld is where they go to work through these issues. The book focuses on Leo, the male player character, and his experiences in Wonderworld as he gets to know the other characters and how the world functions. All the strange game mechanics, they're explained in the book. Wow. <laughs> like why you can't jump? Like there's a chapter yeah. about why when you turn into a dragon you can't jump uh the review ends with also also balan and lance canonically speak in rhyme which what more could you want so i get whoever did this stewarded this novelization i guess made some strong decisions that people like that's um, that's incredible yeah i guess we I, it the makes book. me want to read the book honestly <laughs> <laughs> yeah how did this get played I book want- club 
We could read that and the Death Stranding book and the Metal Gear Solid novelization. Oh, yeah. Wow. 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 That episode would take four months for me. <laughs> Does Kojima write those? No. Okay. No. No, they are uh, They are written... Well, that... Um, Heather's hmm. literally looking over her shoulder for our <laughs> listeners. Uh, Hitori Nojima uh, wrote the Death Stranding books, but that's the only ones that I have. I don't... Um, I don't know who wrote the other ones, but I don't, no, I don't think Kojima writes any of his novelizations. He barely wrote his book. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's time for the question block. Ba-ding! All right, this one is a voicemail, so why don't we just take a little listen to that? Hey, guys, this is Alex from Coeur d'Alene. I was wondering, if you could take any pet from any video game, who would you take? Thanks. Love the show. Bye. Any pet from any video game? <clears throat> Great question. The uh, the mention of Castlevania Symphony Night earlier had me thinking familiars, mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. but there's there's so many options in that. I don't know if I could narrow it down. Cute pets in games. Um, I mean, I mean, like a like a cop out answer would be one of the Nintendo dogs, but I did spend a lot of time with the Nintendo dogs. Uh, just a normal dog. Yeah, just a dog. <laughs> you can <laughs> even rush. <laughs> you could uh, jump nah. on his back, and a spring comes nah. out. <laughs> It'd be harder to pet. Give me a corgi from Nintendogs. <laughs> does does Pikachu count as a pet? I was gonna say I'm I'm picking a Pokemon and I don't care what the rules are. Because I, I, when I watch the anime, like I all I want is for a, a Pikachu like to be on my shoulder yeah. and, and be and be my buddy. It'd be great, even just like the. The way they looked in, uh, I'm sure I've mentioned this before on the show, but the way they looked in um, Detective Pikachu, I was like, that's, I would love to pet one. I would love to pet any of these things. It'd be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a real answer, uh, which I thought of, which is that the, uh, in Baldur's Gate, in the Baldur's Gate series, Baldur's Gate 2, uh, there's this character, Minsk, uh, who's one of your party members and his kind of a, a, an eccentric, you know, sort of off, uh, off kiltered guy. And he's got this hamster with him, Boo, uh, that he thinks is a space hamster. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's funny. It's like genuinely funny in the game so that he's always like, you know, crediting basically a space hamster Boo with all of the party's success in battle. Uh, so yeah, I think Boo would be a cool hamster to have. I was going to ask you, Matt, as a as a as a fellow cat guy, um, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you are uh, if you're feeling uh, any inclination to pick a cat. And I was actually trying to think of the famous video game cats uh, and couldn't really think of one. I know like Final Fantasy seven remake has yeah. some cats in it. But uh, yeah, does anyone, does anyone come to mind there? Well, there's, there's, the, there's also the there's the cat man from um, uh, Final Fantasy ten as well. Why can't why can't I think of his name? I don't Big know. blue cat guy. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Uh, there's, there's the upcoming yeah. PS5 game Stray that features a cat also. That, yes. Which I, That's I a cool looking cat game. I can't wait for uh, to play that game. But um, yeah, there's not very many cats I can think of. My second answer was going to be Cerberus from Hades. A dog. Oh, that's yeah. a great answer. Yeah. Great, mm-hmm. great answer. Because he seems like mm-hmm. such a good boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, cat. Hmm. I don't know. Yoshi is Yoshi a is Yoshi a pet? Yoshi's a cat, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yoshi is Yoshi is a cat, right? If Yoshi's a pet, then Chocobos are a pet, oh, and that yeah. would be pretty fucking awesome to have. That'd be great. I, yeah. Is a that horse would be cool. a 
pet? Like, would you say this is my pet horse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because right, there are some that you have that I feel like are for like riding or for for work or you know whatever you do on a horse. And then somebody somebody will just like this is my pet. This is I just I just hang out with this horse and play with it. I think. I'm looking for video game cats, and how could we have forgotten Socks the Cat from the Super Nintendo game Socks? Rocks the Hill, oh, uh, based off of Bill Clinton's pet cat. <laughs> How could we forget? The 90s were wild. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't Ooh, know boy. our empire was about to fall. <laughs> what about the, uh, to- uh, the one where Tokyo just becomes random pets? Oh, yeah. I know oh, the one you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. It's like Tokyo Animals, uh, Tokyo Zoo, something uh, like that. Something, yeah, it's like Tokyo it's just Jungle. Like, yeah, that's it. Tokyo we're, Jungle. We're gonna. We were gonna play that for this, and then my play, my my fucking PS Now wasn't working. Yeah, and I couldn't play it. Tokyo Jungle has a bunch of just regular house cats. Uh, those are pretty good. Um, yeah. Is a Moogle a pet? Interesting. Oh, yeah. Are they? So. Is yeah, that so? I'm um, think how much agency they have. That's true. That's true. Because yeah, they yeah. like yeah, own, they own a business. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> You yeah. know, yeah, chocobos are more like you know they're industrial. Yeah, they're they're yeah, they're, they're, they're not they're really beast, the same. They're beasts thing. of burden, I think. So yeah, okay. Is, All right. Is tails Sonic's pet, or yeah. is he? Yeah, okay. Then I would want a tails. <laughs> that would be really fun. Yeah, have a tails. I wouldn't mind being Sonic's pet. I'll tell you that much. Oh no, no, <laughs> Nick. Nick, no, Nick. no. Sorry, no. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at GetPlayedPod, or send us an email at GetPlayedPod at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail at six one six two play. That's six one six two seven five two nine three three. Your music and engineering are by Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs, and our guest, one of the funniest people on earth, Jordan Morris. God bless you for playing this game. God bless you for being such a a great guest on this show, a great friend of the show, always being. Uh, down to to play whatever, to play some garbage and and come talk about it and and be hilarious. Uh, anything you'd like to plug at this time? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the the uh, sci-fi comedy podcast you mentioned at the top of the show, Bubble, is uh, now a graphic novel that's available for purchase. So, uh, yeah, if you if that sounds like something you might enjoy, uh, check it out wherever you get your books and comic books. I co-wrote it with a great writer named Sarah Morgan. Uh, ah, yeah, there you go. Nick's holding up a copy to the cam right now. Uh, the beautiful art is done by uh, Tony Cliff, and the colors are by Natalie Reese, uh, who are comics pros who have done a lot of cool books that you have probably read. And uh, yeah, it's one of the most fun things I've ever been a part of. So yeah, if you heard the podcast, um, hopefully it's a cool supplement. And if you've never heard the podcast and just want to read a, a cool kind of joke-packed graphic novel with a bunch of sci-fi gunk in it, uh, Bubble. It's uh, available wherever you get your books. Yeah, definitely, ch- definitely check out Bubble, the the graphic novel. It's awesome, and and yeah, if you haven't heard the podcast, check that out as well. It's it's really it's really uh, unique and 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 super duper funny as you would expect. Um, and hey, Matt, what's going on in the pod next week? Next week it's the 2021 How Did This Get Played Game of the Year Awards. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Bucket Edge. <laughs> A little bit of Dawn Butterfly in my life. 